This is your gateway to the latest trends in the Gulf, bringing you exclusive insights and thought-provoking discussions. Welcome to AB Majlis, an Arabian business podcast. You can find our weekly episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And for more exclusive content, subscribe to us on arabianbusiness.com. Welcome to AB Majlis. I'm Nicole Abigail, reporter at Arabian Business and your host for today. On this episode, we're going to delve into a pressing topic, cybersecurity in the UAE and its impact on society. Joining us today is a seasoned expert in the field, Steve Foster, Head of Solutions Engineering at Netscope. Thank Hello, you for Nicole. joining us today. My pleasure. So let's start by addressing the increasing prevalence of cybersecurity worldwide and its impact on society. How has this been impacting everyone globally. It does in fact impact everybody individually. It can be anything from mildly embarrassing that you've shared your email address with somebody that you shouldn't have done through to personally devastating where people have lost their life savings through just being innocently lured into doing something that they had no clue or they were given no indication that they were sharing something as innocent as a an email address, which is easy enough then to use as a phishing lure to be lured into clicking on a link that looks like a legitimate banking application. Then if you're, if you're not educated enough, it could result in you losing your life savings. And from a business perspective, the same thing can happen. It could be an innocent email that you receive and you could click on a link or you could open a document that's attached, innocent looking PDF document, or you're lured into sharing your credentials by supposedly resetting your password on a, a website page that looks exactly like your login page from your Microsoft or Google account. And then suddenly your credentials are out there and they could be used or sold by cyber criminals for what might initially appear to be just reconnaissance. They're just going to be using it to watch what's happening. But in the background, they'll be um, learning about you, about your company and observing what's going on. And then they'll use that to socially engineer additional attempts for more higher profile individuals, perhaps. And then again, it's it's easy to see uh, in the news that companies have gone bankrupt as a result of some innocent finance person transferring some funds to an account that is bogus. But as soon as the money's gone, the money's gone. It's it's irrecoverable. So it can be devastating at all levels in society. Of course. But aside from its global impact, if we talk about the UAE in specific, Mm. how do you think this affects the UAE and what what type of cybercrimes are more prevalent in this region? I don't think there's anything special mm-hmm. about the type of cybercrimes in this region. And uh, the UAE, I suspect, is targeted for a number of reasons. Externally, the society looks you know, very attractive, full of influencers, high-profile businesses. The makeup of the industries and businesses here is maybe different to other parts of the GCC and, and the Middle East. But the result is the same. They will be targeted by different means, whether it be through uh, phishing campaigns, through social engineering to try and extract data. Data is the new oil. Everybody will use it and try and exploit it. And they will they will use the regulatory system here to their benefit. And that regulatory system is through fines. So of course, the fear of being fined is one of the, the drivers for 
protecting your organization, but of course also the fear of losing either reputation, trust with your customers. You know, if you imagine you're a, an insurance company or a bank or a health provider, if nobody trusts that you can keep their data safe, do you think you're going to be in business for much longer? So that's very important. So even though the regulations are there and the fines systems there to try and encourage companies to, to be as cyber safe and secure as possible, right. um, doesn't prevent um, them being a target or necessarily being exploited. So they have to protect themselves regardless for the regulation or for their own good. Protection, like you said, brings us to the point of cybersecurity, right? Mm. How important is it? Why is it important? And in terms of organizations and individuals, how does this play? It's essential. It's like looking after yourself and your own personal health. You know, if you neglect your personal health for long enough, you're going to have a problem which could have a devastating effect on your longevity. The same will happen with cybersecurity. If you are not keeping up to date with your cybersecurity, if you're not being aware of the changes in the technology landscape and trying to keep ahead of, of it, you can never necessarily keep ahead of the criminals, but you can be aware of what your targets are, what your user population is if you're a business, educate them and always stay ahead because without that secure layer around your organization. Now, this is where the challenge lies today, right? Because organizations are now widespread. Right. In the UAE, the pandemic was a bit of a catalyst for the hybrid working. Now, prior to the pandemic, I think purely by the nature of the businesses and industry here, much of the user population was still going to the office every day. Right. The pandemic had to change that. And that helped organizations realize that hybrid working is a possibility. It helps people, it helps the business, it also helps cyber criminals because now the perimeter of your organization is spread as far and wide as your user population. So your perimeter no longer stops at the front door of your office, it now is at the coffee shop, it is at the home office of your workers, it's in the Uber when they're on their phone. So your cybersecurity has to follow suit and therefore we have seen the demand for cybersecurity technology to follow suit and become more cloud native more cloud specific to help address those digital transformations of organizations that are adopting cloud so. okay what are some unique challenges or trends that are specific to the ue cybercrime landscape i don't think there's actually anything specific to the uae because the uae has pretty much everything that everybody else will have. It has multinational businesses. It has businesses from specific nationalities that may themselves be targeted. It might have individuals like Influence is a great one for you know anyone living in Dubai. You can't help but see influencers everywhere you go. Sure. High profile individuals, they will be targeted specifically to try and leverage their followers, their following, their reputation is at stake. So they will be targeted. So the UAE probably has the most diverse business society and cultural mix of people and business and, and the like. So while that's probably unique, I don't think that makes it unique from a cybersecurity perspective. I think they, the needs of the UAE matches any developed nation and any developed society where there is large amounts of money, high reputation and damage that can be done. 
Okay. And do you think currently in this landscape that companies actually understand the importance of investing in cybersecurity? Or is it something that still needs education? Is that something that still needs to be understood? Education is an ongoing process. It will never stop because the technology will never stop evolving. The cyber criminals will never stop evolving in the same way. So I believe companies are aware of the need of it. You can't not. The UAE government does a very good job of educating its population, its people, its businesses. You know, they have federal laws and organizations specifically for cyber security, which yeah. is fantastic. Yes. You know, it's good to educate everybody from people walking on the street with the phone in their hand through to multinational businesses that are headquartered here. They educate them all. So they're well aware. It should never stop. You have to educate your people. You have to educate your businesses. I think that the UAE is doing a good job of keeping people aware of the, the risks of cyber and it will only get better. If you ever, did you go to Jitex this year? I actually didn't. I wanted to, but... If you can get a chance to go next year, <laughs> I would recommend it. You will see for yourself they had a whole dedicated digital UAE, digital Dubai, digital Sharjah. Every Emirate had its kind of presence there, just showing how aware they are of the importance of digital and cybersecurity. They had examples of their operating security operations center if you do, there's JISEC later this year. Okay. Come to JISEC. Again, you'll be just amazed at how much it looks like the movies. Really? Yes. You know, when you see in the movies, you see the guys sitting in front of big screens with lots of maps and lines and yeah. text. For, that's, you know, that's kind of real life. That's and, amazing. Um, so it's so. not just in the movies anymore. It's actually coming to life. Yeah, 100%. I would recommend coming to see it. Okay, I probably will. And where do you see this going? Where do you foresee this? Cybersecurity-wise, just technology-wise as well? It's all going to the cloud, right? The cloud is making things easier to consume. It's making things easier to create. And it's making things a bit easier to exploit. From a cyber criminal perspective, they are using platforms that are that everybody uses. Company I work for, we do a quarterly report on the state of security in the cloud. And every one of those reports there's you'll see an uptick in the cloud being used as a platform to distribute malware ransomware because many cybersecurity tools are not designed to identify the difference between a malicious or a legitimate version right. of a particular cloud application so you have to have specific technology that allows you to look inside those transactions to be able to identify whether it's a legitimate or a malicious that's where the cloud is being used and being exploited by cyber criminals to try and bypass what they believe is the standard set of tools that are used by organizations. Okay. But the cloud is also allowing companies like mine and customers to use the agile nature of cloud to stay ahead of that and employ technologies that allows them to be able to differentiate between a malicious and a legitimate version of a cloud application and prevent just the innocent luring of users to go and, like I described before, you know, you host a, a pseudo login page for a cloud application on that cloud application itself without having the intelligence of being able to look inside those transactions. How do you know that it's legitimate or not? So, you know, cyber criminals know that, so they will host phishing pages, they will host malicious code in those platforms in order to try and avoid and evade 
the detection, but with the cloud, companies like Netscope will allow you then to stay ahead of those those attempts by the cyber criminals to do that. When it comes to cloud, it's an ongoing conversation that people who understand technology obviously get what the cloud is and they know the benefits of it. But mm. then there's also people who think that since it is an intangible space, mm. there is a certain trust factor that comes into play. What would you tell people who have that question? Hmm. So there's a concept in cybersecurity called zero trust. This is an unfortunate byproduct of some of the challenges with the cyber risk today. You have to really employ a zero trust approach to most things associated with technology in life. Um, so never trust, always verify. Okay. Down to the simplest of things, right? there's technology out there now with the, the use of artificial intelligence and AI that can synthesize your voice, okay? If you don't have a two-factor authentication method with your family, there is a risk that if you are a legitimate target, that you could receive a phone call that appears to be from a member of your family in distress that sounds exactly like your family. I have heard about this. Exactly. Yeah. So we've employed multi-factor authentication in the cyber industry for many years. Right? It's become a de facto thing that everybody should have a second factor authentication. You have it now on your banking application. You try and do something, you get a notification on your phone. Is this you? Face ID or put in your PIN code, whatever it is. We should have that really for our family, right? So if you get a phone call from somebody and it sounds you know, unsettling or upsetting, you should have either a word or send me a text message just so that I can confirm it's you. Those kind of things just are how we've evolved to have to operate and how it's changed. And do you see this increasing as in obviously with the rate of technology and technological advancements, especially with UE positioning itself as a global hub for advancements mm. of this sort, do you think that the implications or just the rate of cybercrime can rise because of that? Always. It will always be on the ascendance. It's just, unfortunately, crime is a factor of life. Now, we're fortunate here in the UAE that within the UAE, it appears that everybody's, most people's attitude is that we want a society here that people can live and trust and be safe. That's not the same from the outside. So we have to assume that we're going to be a target. It's a sad fact of having such a successful society and a successful culture. And it's not just the same for the UAE, it's the same in other walks of life, in other countries and other societies. It's always going to be on the increase because there's always going to be either people that want to leverage it to become themselves able to afford the things that they see, or perhaps that they want to disrupt and they do it maliciously for no other reason than just because they don't want to see somebody being successful right. or, or happy. So therefore, the more success you can demonstrate, and you know, it's easy to see yourself when you're in the UAE how successful this society can be and is, the more likely it is to attract people that want to disrupt that and either want a piece of it by taking money or want to disrupt it by just being malicious. So we have to be prepared to protect ourselves from that on a cyber level. And that's why the technology is continually evolving to stay ahead and protect you, protect your business, protect your data and protect society. That's true. And speaking of protection, what are some ways that not just organizations, but individuals can also protect themselves? So that's really, that never trust, always verify, yeah. live your life by that. I think that will stand you in good stead. 
if it looks too good to be true, it typically is too good to be true. So if you receive a link in an email or a text message or WhatsApp here in the UAE, everybody communicates via WhatsApp. If you get a, an unsolicited message or even from somebody that you believe you know, never click on it. Always verify who sent it, double check, ask them, did you send that to me? While it could be an innocent click, could lead to all sorts. The other one would be from a business perspective, keep your training and your education levels high and simulate as much as you can without fatiguing your people. You know, fatigue can cause problems in itself. If you're always being tested, you kind of lose interest in it. So by making your, uh, your simulations varied can keep people's attention up, keep their education levels up. That will help. And then simple things like using strong passwords, mm. you know, and always use the, the multifactors. Yeah. I know, I know it's, it's like, oh, how many <laughs> eye rolling, how many times are we going to hear about that? But yeah, use strong passwords, multifactor authentication, never trust, always verify, and never click on a link or open a file unless you're assured that it comes from a legitimate source or have the right protections in place such that if your users do innocently do that, you have all the cybersecurity tools in place to protect you and prevent it from getting out of hand. That's very interesting. And we did speak about the deep fake technology a bit that you brought up earlier is mm. the one where they can imitate voices, the voices yeah. and even images or videos at I times. Know, I'm a bit paranoid about this video. <laughs> it only takes five minutes, apparently. <laughs> apparently it does. Yeah. But do you see this sort of, obviously now it's still on the rise, but do you yes. see this growing much more yes. as, as a danger in yes. the future. Yes, using artificial intelligence suddenly opens up what would have been specialized areas of cybercrime to more organizations, more individuals. Simple things like using generative AI to help craft well-written phishing emails. Unless the language of your target is your native language, you may well make silly grammatical mistakes, whether it's English, whatever language you choose to, to use as your target language. Unless you've got well-constructed emails, it could be easy to spot a fake, right? just bad grammar, et cetera. Right. With the advent of artificial intelligence, you can prompt a generative AI platform to write in the style of somebody, write an email assuming you are a CFO of a large financial organization talking to one of your suppliers to ask them for their banking details so you can transfer a refund. You know, once you've given that prompt, it will write you an email. Now, some of the generative AI companies assure you that they have controls in place, but there are other AI tools out there that don't necessarily have those controls in place, or there are ways that you can circumvent some of those controls to fool the AI itself to give you the information you want. That's a simple example. Right. The more extreme example, you can ask those AI platforms to write you malicious code. And there's something called polymorphic code that you can, which is basically something that changes all the time. Okay. Um, bit like a Schrodinger's cat, actually observing it will change the result. So okay. using and running the software means that it will then potentially call out to AI, AI platform to rewrite itself so that then it becomes another zero day attack. So just the, the very nature of these AI platforms it changes the dynamic and the landscape of, of cybersecurity. So you have to be more diligent when it comes to looking for phishing emails. You have to be more 
protective around zero day code detection. So you have to have multiple layers of technology in place such that if an email gets through, lose someone into clicking a link, you have to prevent them from their browser from right. actually connecting to that link because they've used a, a non-legitimate website, for example. Right. But then if they've used a legitimate website, a cloud application that's hosting the code that they've used DAI to write, you have to be able to detect, as I said before, that it's a non-legitimate version of that cloud application. Right. And then finally, you need a sandbox in place to be able to detect the malicious code, et cetera, et cetera. So you can see where the multiple layers of detection and evasion need to be in place from your cybersecurity tools in order to just try and stay ahead of the use of some of these Gen AI platforms. That makes sense. Is there anything else that you'd like to add or something from your area of expertise that you think is going to sort of needs to be a focus area or is a focus area right now? And that might be in the future as well. It's going to be protect your data. You know, data is really the target for most. If they want to disrupt, they will simply encrypt it so you can't get hold of it, or they might expose it just the very nature of exposing data is enough to disrupt and destroy the trust and the reputation of an organization. So by making sure you protect your data, you're going to be able to protect your organization. And that protection of data means employing all of the tools and all of the techniques we've just been speaking about, because ultimately protecting your data is going to be the, the way of preventing a lot of these events from happening. Yeah, protect your data. I'm going to remember that. Keep that in mind. Thank you for all your insight today. It's been absolutely wonderful to talk to you. It's been my pleasure. And uh, let's see where the world of cybersecurity in the future takes us. Oh, I'd love to have this conversation again in a year and look <laughs> back course. on how we've done. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. And thank you to all our subscribers. Sign up to arabianbusiness.com for all exclusive content.